My name is Krista Hoke, and on behalf of the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network, welcome. We enjoy talking with people from many different walks of life about how they lead others through their influence and how they influence others through their leadership. We hope you'll enjoy it too. Are you ready? Let's get started. This is Rick Shields. Welcome to our podcast. I'm the director of the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network and your host today for this podcast with Krista Hoke, who along with her husband, Adam, serve as worship leaders and youth pastors at Eastland Assembly of God in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now, that should be enough, but Krista doesn't sit still for a minute. She's also a co-owner and manager of the Christian Karate Academy with three locations in Broken Arrow, Jenks, and Tulsa. She says she only works part-time there, but when you work somewhere six days out of every week and coordinate volunteers to help rehab an old ranch that they're turning into Camp 116, you know she's more than full-time. I forgot to mention, she teaches a Sunday school class for teenagers, too. And I might as well mention that she's the mother of three teenage boys and a preteen young lady, all of which she homeschools. Krista, how do you do it? Well, you know, God is so good and he is so faithful and his grace is sufficient, right? In every season. So yeah. one of my favorite quotes really is, is by Elizabeth Elliot. And it says that the secret is Christ in me, not me in a different set of circumstances. And so, you know, and everything, even though it can be a lot, we talk a lot in business or in leadership about um, our why. And, you know, I heard a great quote yesterday, when you know your why, you can bear almost any how. And so, you know, when you're passionate about why you do what you do and you know the why behind, and, and the why is people, right? Improving people's lives and helping them come to know Christ, then the how and all the other stuff doesn't really matter so much because people are worth it. One of my favorite quotes, again, by Elizabeth Elliott, she seems to have my number these days. It says that you can never lose what you've offered to Christ. So sometimes people will be like, oh, how do you do so many things? And I'm like, you know, when it comes to time or energy or whatever it is, or my own plans, I kind of come back to that. You can never lose what you offer to him. And if I offer him all that I have and, you know, I can do my best and in my own human way, but at the same time, but when I offer it to him, then I've given my best and whatever he decides to do with it, whether it turns out the way I thought it should or not, it, it turns out to be what, what he wants it to be. I, I am thankful every day. I pray and thank God for supernatural strength and energy to do all that he's called me to do. And we get one life. So I just assume you might as well give it all. I, I knew you when you were just a little girl, but got reacquainted with you a few years ago. You're married to this handsome, talented guy named Adam. You have four awesome kids. It's like I just closed my eyes, turned around, and you decided to become a beautiful woman who, who, by the way, I would not want to scare in a back alley. You have earned some pretty advanced degrees in karate. Tell me about that. Yes. You know, not something I always knew that I would do, but yes, doing karate and jujitsu. And actually this very weekend coming up, I will be testing for my third degree black belt in karate. So there's a lot going on. Um, you know, one of my favorite things about training in martial arts is it teaches you to control your emotions under pressure. And that's for good for kids. It's good for teenagers. It's good for adults. Like every age can benefit from training because, 
it completely is a, is useful and effective in other areas of your life as well. It's not just in martial arts, but keeping your emotions under control, under pressure is, is a lot of what the benefit of doing martial arts and, and our business, it's, you know, Christian karate and jujitsu Academy. And so we also teach life skills and the word of God at the same time. And your kids have some pretty impressive degrees in karate as well. What led you down this path? You know, I really feel like it was the grace of God moving us there. I did not intend to. A friend invited us several years ago and my kids began. And then a couple of months later, there was a mother that was in there who needed a partner. And so the owner invited me in and I wasn't sure that I wanted to do it all. I hate talking in front of people. But then fast forward nine months after that, the owner actually had become ill and had to take several months off. And so this other mom and I thought, well, We'll just start trying to lead these classes for a little bit. Don't didn't know how long it was going to last. And here we are fast forward about 10 years later and we own several of them. And I had opened one out in the South Tulsa area, you know, to our surprise, it was, it actually grew versus shrinking when she and I took it over, (laughs) you know, we realized that so much of leadership and business and reaching people is relationship building. And it's not always the height of knowing the absolute, you know, perfectionist that you have to know everything to be able to reach people. You just have to love people and be able to build relationships. And so really getting into this was not my intention at all. I had no idea that God would lead me down this path, but really it's been such a tremendous blessing because he's so great to lead you one little baby step at a time. You know, I used to, I didn't want to lead stretching in front of a room full of kids. So now to be able to speak to rooms full of kids and adults and all kinds of people, I'm so thankful that God didn't just throw me in saying, Hey, one day you're going to be doing all of this (laughs) because I probably would never have agreed to it. The premise of the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network is that influence is an expression of healthy leadership and leadership is best measured by its influence. So how does that statement of ours align with your views of leadership and influence? And how does this look in your context in the training you provide? Sure. Those are great questions. You know, I think it's Stephen Covey's book, The Eighth Habit, that says something, I'll paraphrase it, like leadership is communicating clearly to people their worth and potential, that they see it in themselves. And so, you know, what we really do and what somebody did for me was calling out greatness that they already saw inside, the ability that you already have that's God-given, and you call that out because sometimes they might have a hint that it's there. One of the quotes that I read recently that I I absolutely love as, as kind of a coach, especially for my teens and adults, that says, if I'm not challenging you, I'm cheating you. And that really helps me a lot because sometimes I'm on the side of, I don't want to make people uncomfortable. I don't want to ask them to do something that makes them uncomfortable. I ask them to lead something or do. And, you know, when I read that quote about, if I'm not challenging you, I'm cheating you. I realized, man, and, I, and I'm cheating you out of the potential and all the promise that God has in somebody's life, you know, because sometimes we just need, just like I needed somebody to say, oh no, you can do this. You can lead stretching in front of children. You can lead a group full of people in a small step and you just kind of lead them gradually along the way and empowering them. You know, I've learned in a lot of the leadership that stuff that we study that people learn best in the game. 
you can think that you know all the lines of something, you know, or of a movie, and then somebody asks you to come up and act it out, and all of a sudden it's different, right? You know, it's great to just sit back and think that you know, but until you involve people and let them be a part of the process and give them small steps along the way to be involved. I mean, you learn best when you're in the game and sometimes that that's hard, but at the same time, we've got to keep moving people to be the best version of themselves and be who God's called them to be. You know, when we, in the context of training, when you're talking about leadership and influence, one of the things that we do is we have a lot of says and do's. So with our students, we say, when are we testing? All the time they answer back because it's not about being perfect in one moment at a test or whatever it is, or for God, right? It's not about being perfect in one moment, but that we're testing all the time. And, you know, a couple of the others we say are that the reward is in the work that, you know, you don't want to be, you know, rewarded for something that you didn't do. And that what that work is a blessing that when we get to put our hands, that water never tastes so good, except for when you've run a long race, right? And that the reward is really in the work that you're doing. One of the other ones we say are, you know, to get comfortable with being uncomfortable that, you know, when we grow complacent, it's, it's not a good place for us spiritually when we're growing complacent and not moving in things that where God is stretching us because his grace is sufficient. His power is made perfect in our weakness, right? So it's not when we put our best foot forward. It's when we allow him to move in the places where we don't feel strong. So you and your business partner, do you actually study some leadership models? We do. We listen to a lot of leadership podcasts. We have group trainings for sure. We get a lot of our young people together. We get our instructors together monthly and have team time where we listen to maybe a leadership podcast and then have discussion questions because part of it is always growing and always, you know, we always say, what, what business are we in? The improvement business, because it's about improving our lives and and self-improvement and improving the lives of others, you know, wherever they go, whether it's with their families, every single month, we have a monthly focus for whether it's discipline or demonstration or courage. And we ask the parents through our business to go and have their children working on these disciplines outside of the classroom. Cause we want it not to just be for where we are, but how do we help them in their school, in their home, in their business or whatever it is that they do outside of training. We're proud that you hold ministerial credentials through the doorways, leadership and influence network. Basically we don't believe it's our place to call someone into ministry. That's the job of the Holy spirit. But we do believe that we are given the opportunity to validate and to come alongside those who God is using to share his love and grace and mercy to others. In which venue do you see yourself as a minister? When you're on stage at church or teaching a Sunday school class, or when you're working with people at the Christian Karate Academy? Um, all of the time, right? <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's kind of goes along with that statement I said, when are we testing? All the time, right? God is always watching and you're always leading people, whether you think you are or not, you know, and one of the things that we say is that you're either leading people closer to their black belt or you're leading them closer to the door. And that is the same in ministry, right? We're either leading people closer to Christ or we're leading them farther away by our influence, by our leadership, by our demonstration. Do you never really get, we're testing all the time, right? Because when I, it doesn't matter whether it's at church or whether it's at the business or whether I'm at home, I think homeschooling has really made that come real in my life about being a minister because 
it's first the ministry of my family, right? Does my family see me living it out? And so some of the things, because they're with me 24 seven, whether it's working at the karate school with me or homeschooling, is that something I've tried to teach them so well is that 10% in life is really what happens to you. You've probably heard that quote before, right? And 90% is how you respond to it. And so we talk about how between stimulus and response, there's a space and you can choose in that space to either grow or to become worse based on the response that you have, you know? And so there's a space you think about when you step on a Lego in the middle of a living room, right? You, there's a space where you have the option yeah. to respond. I think, you know, uh, you're, you're always leading people, whether you, whether you want to be or not, God's called us all to be leaders and to be ambassadors. Some of the things I share with the teenagers at church often is that you might be the only Jesus that somebody experiences. And so carry that with a great weight and responsibility and an honor, you know, it's not all just weight, but what an honor, like that God would allow Jesus and me to be that light to somebody else. And if at your school, you might be the only chance. Some of us were raised in Christian homes, which is such a blessing. We're so blessed by God for where we are, but some people were not, and you might be the only opportunity that they have. So also kind of helping them to know that they have a responsibility to lead. We don't just lead to be leaders, but we lead to bring people up behind us to lead as well. Chris, the people can't see us as we're talking. This is just an audio recording. But I suppose most people listening would see you as this really tall, strong, muscular woman. (laughs) I'm not tall. (laughs) I'm very short. And, um, you know, uh, I do love fitness. I think it's great for the discipline and the consistency and all of that for sure. But I would like to think I'm not a very intimidating person. (laughs) So how tall are you? 5'3". Isn't that crazy? And and that's what I say, though, early on, you're one of the people in my life who I would not want to scare in a dark alley, even though you're 5'3", and I'm six foot tall, and I weigh more than twice as much as you do, (laughs) you would take care of me, and I would be crying like a little girl. Let me take a moment to remind our listeners that feedback is important to us. If you have a suggestion for a guest or a topic, please let us know. You can drop us an email at info at doorways.cc, and we'll see how to incorporate that into our podcast schedule. Again, that email address is info at doorways.cc. We would really appreciate both your feedback and your input. I'm speaking with Krista Hoke. She's a busy wife, mother, daughter, homeschool teacher, minister, karate and self-defense teacher, business manager. I'm sure, Krista, there must be something I'm leaving out, right? No, I think that about covers it. One of the things I wanted to add as well that, you know, in in leadership, just to to put this in there is one of the things I've learned is when we're communicating stuff to people that just because you said it doesn't mean they heard it, believe it, or will do it. And so part of Mm. that leadership is also walking alongside them and empowering them and helping others because that's that's huge right there. We we learned that in a leadership podcast that communication is so important. Just because you communicated it doesn't mean that they heard it, believe it, or will do it. And so reinforcing it and empowering them to um, live it alongside you is really important. One of the um, things that, you know, I heard an instructor above me say is what did you hear me say? Like Uh, as a follow-up, as a nice question, because sometimes he would say that we think that people are listening 
either to or of somebody. If I'm listening to you, I'm listening to you as somebody maybe that I don't know. And so I'm listening directly to what you said, and it might mean something different than if you're listening to your spouse say it, you're listening of what sure. you know of them. You know how it is. Your spouse sure. can say something and then somebody else can say the same thing. And you're like, oh, that was so good. And your spouse is like, I've been trying to tell you that for a year, you know? So sometimes it's listening to someone or listening of someone. And I thought that yeah. was a really great piece of information. I've watched you, something that's been very impressive to me, and maybe this is part of the karate culture, but I've watched you as you were training, especially, and I'm especially referring to your kids. I've seen you where you're releasing them to be leading others, typically others that are younger than or at a different level than them, obviously. Is that something that that's part of the karate culture or is it something that you and your business partner have learned and that you've, you've put in place? What is that? You know, I think when God has given you something, you have a responsibility to share it and to give it to others and help it develop in them. You know, I remember one time and you may, you may believe this and or may leave it out, but I remember one time that uh, my son, as we were trying to teach the kids how to help he went over and it was like, he told all the kids to line up these little spears and have them placed just so and make it all perfect. And my son went over to them and said, no, no, you guys just go line up. I'll take care of this. Like I'll do it. And my business partner said, you did that to him. And I was like, what? He's saying part of it is them learning to work along with you. It's not you taking, you don't want one good disciple underneath you. You want 12 good disciples underneath you, right? Not So if you're only taking control of the work yourself or maybe developing one other person, that our responsibility is to impart into them and then empower and encourage them to be able to lead just as you lead. And yes, there's going to be a little bit of what we would call a developmental dip, you know, when it's not the person that's the most experienced doing, but, but at the same time, there's also a space that allows for people who want to learn to go, oh, okay, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be a black belt. I don't have to be top dog Christian to be able to be useful, right? Like there's a place where God can use all of us, whether, because we all have those imperfections, you know? Absolutely. Hey, we're running up against the clock. So I want to skip to this last question. If you could sum up this conversation into just one important principle or concept that you would like for us to know or to understand, what would that be? Yes, I actually have two and you can kind of pick and choose where you think uh, you'd like to go with this. But one of the things, the principles of leadership and influence that I would want to share would be from a book that we read about the four agreements. And it talks, number one was be impeccable with your words. Two, don't make assumptions. Three, always do your best. And four, don't take it personal. So I think, it, you know, that's like almost a whole podcast in itself with those right. four. I would say the ones that most people have trouble with would be not making assumptions and not taking things personally. But when you can, in leadership, take out those things, because we assume so much, which holds us back. And a lot of it might not even be right or true. And then the other being not to take things personally. Sometimes I think information needs to come and we need to be able to receive that information without taking it personal. But then completely on the flip side of that, something what is so near and dear to my heart that I would say sums up my favorite uh, thing in leadership and my the, what I hold near and dear to my heart is gratitude. Gratitude is huge. You know, I read a book that talked about how Thanksgiving precedes miracles. 
and that every time before Jesus performed a miracle in the Bible that he stopped and gave thanks. And that just came alive to me that, oh my goodness, like every time when I need to see a miracle in my life, whether it's in business or it's in personal, or if it's in, you know, church uh, dealings, whatever it might be, I stop financial, anything. I stop and say, thank you, father in Jesus name that this, because it is your faith in action. It is you thanking him. And it's not based on the outcome, right? You know, I was teaching a Sunday school lesson and it talked about Paul and he got to a place where he almost I think didn't know the difference between being in a bad situation or a good situation because he could be thankful in all things, right? They're pl- praying him out of prison and he's got a revival going on in there. So he doesn't even see it, you know, it's not True. that bad things don't happen or bad things don't come, but I think no matter what you're facing in leadership, whether it's in church or in business or wherever it might be, that if you can come back to gratitude, God is always, always there in that. And so um, gratitude is is huge and near and dear to my heart and anything. When I find myself getting out of whack, I go back to being grateful. Krista, I'm proud of you. Well, thank you. Thank you. And those of you who can't see the smile on your face, it's really big when I said that. God is good. I hope you enjoyed our podcast, and I hope that you'll join us on future episodes. Please follow us or subscribe so you can be notified when new podcasts are released. Until next time, this is Rick Shields, and on behalf of the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network, this is my prayer for you. May you have rest when you need it, strength when you want it, and joy when you least expect it. Until next time, may the Lord bless you as you follow after Him. Thanks for listening.